talking today with Miss Miku. I said I almost said Miku. I said Miko. 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 There's so many people that are kind of named Miku, and maybe I'm thinking about that one uh, like pop singer. Yeah. No. Uh, talking about. You know that's interesting because when I looked you up on Instagram, you had like an anime profile pic, and yeah, like a cartoon. Yeah, before I looked into what you actually do, I thought, oh, okay, you must be an anime voice actress. Oh, I, thank you. I'm going to take that. Is that something you want to do? It is. It really is. So for those who don't know, what do you do instead? So um, on my Instagram, what you would see is I model. I post a lot of the videos that I make. I am an actress. So you're going to see a lot of that. Uh, my character demo reel is also on there. So you're going to hear my fun voices that I do. And I sing and dance as well. Yeah, no, I saw that. Like, I mean, you do a lot of theater. I mean, a lot of your credits are from theater. Mm-hmm. And I bet that you have probably have feelings about wine or, or possibly theater is opening back up. I don't know how theaters are going. I mean, as far as like Broadway, I mean, but movie theaters, they're fully open. But as far as Broadway goes, I, I mean, what's the scene like over there? I believe right now? they're opening back up in September. I did hear that Dear Evan Hansen is opening back up September, October ish. But yes, they are making a full reopening so i'm very excited about that so how are you able to keep because i'm i figure with no active work in theater there must be that plan b or are you still able to get paid in some way despite not being able to go out to uh different broadway performances yeah there is a plan b currently i am in school so i'm still studying Uh, I feel like that's been a great way for me to get my uh, creative juices still flowing while this pandemic has been happening. Um, Another way is there's still plays that are happening uh, via Zoom. uh, So there are still auditions for that. So there are other ways to go about getting all those creative juices out. But is this, like, is Broadway your full-time job? No, actually, I'm not a Broadway actress. I would like to be, but I'm not. Or stage play, I mean. Sorry. Yeah, um, it is. It's something that I hope to continue to do, um, hope to continue auditioning for, and hopefully, you know, uh, get a part soon. But I kind of just like it all. So I've been testing the waters and everything. Okay, well, you mentioned, like, going to school. So, like, how are you able to, like, pay for all that? Um, like how am I able to pay for school well not pay for school but it's like you mentioned uh, you can't or at least plays are not opening until September and that presumably is you know a a job for you I mean something you get paid doing but now having a while where you can't do that until September I would figure what I meant about by plan B like how are you able to like pay the bills and everything Oh, I currently have uh, other jobs. I am a cheer coach for uh, ages 4 to 13. So I teach cheer to them. And then I also am a Disney princess for birthday parties. So there's there's some other jobs happening. Oh, you know what? That makes, you know, when, when even seeing on your profile talking about uh, having an anime character uh 
uh, like like uh, Im- image, and then uh, on your title, you also have Disney Princess. Yeah. So, uh, so are you in like the cosplay geek scene and all that? You know, I actually am. I enjoy it more than watching it than doing it. I haven't gotten the courage to like really go in and like do it. But I love seeing like cosplayers and I love going to cons and like meeting them. I think they're so amazing. I think that is such a talent. I really enjoy it. Okay. Well, and I hear that you can get paid because I work with cosplay charities and I know some cosplayers, they get paid for attending kids' parties or doing all that. I'm not sure if that's like a, a, a nonprofit type organization over there or is it another like gig to do but i mean you are a beautiful woman that i think would definitely pass as a disney princess if you wanted to yeah uh, i don't know what that means today because if you look ba- back at all those disney princesses they're all like teenagers who and always need like someone to rescue them or wanting to just immediately get married to someone <laughs> without even being an adult yeah without even drinking age like how do they go to the bar and celebrate when they're still kids these are good questions i will say i feel like disney's going in more of like the a different direction with their princesses like you have moana and anna and elsa who i think are setting the new trend for disney princesses to come no i mean they've changed like in recent years but still most of their disney princess catalog i mean it's a lot of that right uh, well oh, okay maybe mulan that's another exception but you know yeah, too yeah. yeah so i mean that, that's all just really sweet like just seeing all that and i i mean i, I really hope that things work out for coming back to that because I, I have no idea how things are going to go uh, like in, in months ahead are we gonna be just cruising on, along or are we gonna have to be stuck in our houses again because i have no idea how many people out here are parting with no vaccine or with a vaccine yeah. so how did it all start for you uh, i started at a very young age um i was really shy growing up so my mom would kind of encouraged me to get on stage because she noticed that that's where I just let it go and I found myself there. So I really have to thank my mom because without her, I don't think I would have gotten the courage to come this far. Um, It started with plays in school. And then I, at age eight, asked my mom, hey, can I have an agent? Like, is that, you know, Um, back then, I don't know if you remember, there were commercials that came on Nickelodeon about uh, agents and managers having like these open auditions. So I saw one, I think it was like for a Zoe 101 actor. And I was like, mom, can we go? And she was like, sure. I mean, why not? And she's always been so supportive. And ever since then, I'm heading to the dream. That is awesome to have a mom that's just helping you build up your creative passion from the beginning. Yeah. I bet though, like when you were a little kid and it started, you probably hated your mom. Like right after she put you on plays, you don't want to see her again. Like you don't want her to make you pancakes or uh, tuck you to bed. 
she is not the average stage mom. So I'm going to give her credit where credit is due. That she has never made me ever be like, oh my God, mom, like I don't want to see you. She, she pushes me when I need to be pushed, but she also lets me shine when I need to be like in my own space. So she's good at that. So I will give her that. Okay. Have you been able to see your mom at all through this pandemic? I bet that's the hardest thing for you. Oh, yeah, I that. actually knew all of my family. Luckily, I was able to quarantine with them. So I've been extremely lucky in that sense. Okay. So, I mean, you're kind of in the best situation. Uh, and that's just really sweet just the thing about that. Because, I mean, it, it led to, I, I mean, being in all the, what was the first Broadway, like official, not broad, okay, I'm getting Broadway and stage plays mixed up sometimes for some reason, but what was probably like the first play where you were out there in public with, or not even part of a school, like you're just out, out there performing in front of a crowd? My first play was Charlotte's Web. I was a Gosling and I was fainting girl number three. That was my role. Did you love that role? <laughs> no, I got it. It was, I was happy to be in the play, uh, but I will say the fainting role was a lot better. I got to like come out on stage, see Wilbur, and then I fainted. So that was really fun. Huh. Okay. I, I mean, you know, there there are actors and actresses. I mean, I I, I can't remember what actor, but uh, man, th there was like one actor who said in an interview, "I got to have the crud being out of me. That was amazing." So uh, what, what, immediately when I was like, "Okay, okay, oh, wow, I faded. That was amazing." I that is something I have to process. So then it's like, okay, well, maybe it's just the acting experience, like. Pretending to, or maybe people love fainting. I, I, I don't know. I mean, people have that uh, love for it, but okay. That did, did your mom actually take that seriously? He's like, oh no, my baby girl, she's on the floor. Or quick, get, get her to the hospital. You know, I don't think so. I don't remember, but I'm going to say no, she did it, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, just, just remember when you, you ask like whoever, hey, my favorite part was when I fainted on the floor. That was like, okay, this woman's crazy. Right. Uh, <laughs> Fair statement. And uh, I mean, I can see the fun of just being in all these different plays. What was probably one that really pushed your acting skills to the limits? That's a good question. Probably Alice Sycamore in You Can't Take It With You. It was really my first lead role. So there was a lot of pressure there. And also she wasn't as comedic as the other characters that I had portrayed before. So she was really a challenge, just kind of digging in and finding that calmness and that rhythm within her that I had. So that I feel like she was being most complicated role actually you know I, I haven't been to one in i mean i i live in texas I, I bet there's probably like stage plays and broadway shows over here but i know the two biggest states are new york and la or well maybe 
there's another state but the plan b for me to even watch a live show is uh usually if it's pre-recorded because that's mm-hmm. something that a lot of plays would do and that's i mean that's certainly how you were able to put together your demo reel is just catching all these clips yeah. these plays that you're a part of has there been any one of these plays that the entire thing has been captured and you could rent it on amazon or you know is there like a hard or digital copy of any of these plays that you've been a part of yeah uh my plays from greece uh rocky horror picture show and hairspray i all have dvds of i know at the time they were being sold i'm not sure if they're being sold anymore but i do have hard copies of those yeah why didn't you become a part of hairspray greece and uh uh Rocky Horror Picture Show. So Grease and Rocky Horror Picture Show were both uh, at the high school that I attended. And then I did Grease the year before at the Berkeley Playhouse. So I've done Grease twice, then Rocky Horror Picture Show, and Hairspray was at the community college across from my high school that I auditioned for after I graduated high school. So I know nothing about Rocky Horror Picture Show outside of one scene because I've never seen the movie. I know we had uh, t- Tim, uh, uh, what's his name? T- not Tim Allen, Tim uh, Cook. Okay. I'd, why am I getting his name wrong? But I did not see the movie. I went to a convention because I don't know if you've been at conventions where they have 18 plus events go on so there is a i mean there there's there's cons that are more family friendly that are you know for more general this isn't like at every con but there is one con here in dallas that is strictly for adults mm-hmm. and then i mean there's a, a playboy night literally on the first night care uh, does people dress up and cosplay ver- like playboy mashups of disney and dreamworks characters which that that's that is probably about as weird as it it could sound but it's it's not as as raunchy as maybe what you i i don't know it's i i've only visit one i never dressed up because i i don't see myself in hugh hefner or playboy or whatever but that was an experience to be a part of or well to see not not really be a part of just to be the the guy staring going okay this is what's going on here but the rocky horror picture show when i entered that room all what i saw was people getting like stripping their clothes and a lot of uh women in pantyhose and a lot of dudes like with their shirts off so i looked at that i was like okay i don't is rocky horror picture show horror movie or is it like a kinky movie. I don't know what's going on here. I wouldn't describe it that way. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think it's a comedy. I don't know like what kind of uh, like what <laughs> set draw, uh, genre it's in. But yeah, there there's some uh, stripping and some men without their shirts. Yeah, there was some of that in our uh, production too. But we did tone it down because we were still in high school. That that's what I was about to say because that's where I was getting around to. A high school play doing Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, like, our seniors how do you pull that off? Yeah, our seniors did fight for it. 
they fought for it really hard. They they wanted to put it on, and they fought with our principal, and they won. So, well, yeah, because teenagers are horny as heck. I mean, you, you're darn right they're gonna fight for it. There's, I mean, it's probably a lot of dudes going, "I want to see titties." So oh let's. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, the kids, the kids, the are horny teenage boys these days. I, I'm gonna predict you that those are probably the the people who want in Rocky Horror Picture Show, and and the principal's like, "All right, you." Fine. You you can't wait till you get home and go on Pornhub. All right, we're gonna have to tone it down though, because this is a high school. But here, here's your Rocky Horror Picture Show. I don't know if that's how it went, but <laughs> paraphrasing. Paraphrasing. So I, I mean, that's still cool to be a part of some big. I mean, the other ones, Hairspray and Grease, which I mean that those have been big musicals of their time. And it's interesting how musicals have evolved because now people are talking about Hamilton and In the Heights, right. which I, I'm sure those are like those are big productions. If that's something you want to be a part of, because uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if like how the game goes and being a part of like the whole stage play scene, or are you just like picking random uh, performance or pr- random roles? I mean, just to be able to uh, or make a living off of it, or you are are being selective of, okay, this is something that I'm interested in. I like the story here. I like the, or if it's a musical, I like the musical numbers, or if it's not, as it's a drama. I mean, how do you make that selection knowing that this is also a job for you? Um, What I typically do is I watch the musical or I try to read the play that these are, uh, these productions are putting on. And I would just say that I'm selective in the sense of if it interests me. Um, I never come across a play where, or a musical that I wasn't interested in that hasn't happened yet. Um, So I've been super lucky about that. So I'm not super picky when it comes to musicals or plays. I just have to, if I haven't heard of it, I just research it. And if it's, luckily I've known about it, I am super happy and lucky to audition. Okay. Well, I mean, you just seem like a very happy woman. Just already loving you. I mean, you got trees behind you. You're just like waking up every day just feeling the sun and, and like, I'm just going to do something or today, or I'm not like, I'm no. going to stay at home and watch Netflix. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, it's exactly me. I always tell my mom that if I was born like a little bit earlier, I feel like I'd be a hippie. I feel like I would succeed in that world. I'd be very happy. I, I mean, there are probably jobs of being hippies. I'm, I, I'm sure you could get an application be. for it. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Yeah, and and hey, they're probably like uh, I don't I wouldn't say meth like that. I don't know if like hippies smoke or uh, I don't know. It's 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 something that they do, uh, but because they're flower power, just the flower power is what I'm interested in. Okay, they could smoke flowers. I mean, hey, you could you could figure that out. Dandelions. <laughs> this is a true statement. <laughs> So besides plays, though, I mean, the other part of you and, and plays a, is a big part of your resume. But I mean, you have gone into some acting like uh, on, on camera acting roles and you put that in your demo reel. How is that experience like being on camera 
acting on a scene versus goal, I guess being on camera, but on a stage. There is such a huge difference and I'm still learning how to adapt to on camera. Like on stage, you have to be big because you have to remember the people all the way in the back have to see you. And on camera, everything is like super close to your face and you can be as minimal as you want. So I have to remember that. And you also don't have to be as loud. Like when you're on stage, you have to project and you're like using your like diaphragm and you want everyone to be able to hear you because you sometimes you don't have mics on your head. You just have mics at like the edge of the stage. With acting for the camera, the mic is like above your head. So you have to be cautious about how loud you're being. So there's there's some things I'm still getting used to. I mean, with, with the what you provide in the demo like there's a scene where you're you're, you're grilling on, on a dude uh, across the table for and, and i i think that there's like i mean there, there's different genres for plays and and movies like what genre do you think you excel the best at comedy okay why do you think that I just, it's something about the comedic timing that I just think I have down pat. And the lines are so beautifully written already as a joke. It's just about how you deliver them. So the line itself is already funny. So it takes that pressure off of you because I am not a comedian. But if you give me a joke and you're like, I just need you to tell this joke, I can do that. And comedy, it's just something about like centering yourself and being unafraid to just kind of make a fool of yourself in a way that I just kind of enjoy. Well, I mean, you're durable as heck. So I think that this whole comedy thing would definitely, I mean, because you'll make a joke just sound very cute. Like, uh, what's a chicken across the road? He gets the other side. Usually somebody say, oh, you mother. But if it's you, they're like, ah, that joke. I mean, I'm sick of it. But that that one time at the past. <laughs> but seeing you kind of go from that to drama, I mean, going back to that scene, like, how did that feel for you? Like to step into that field of I'm going to be serious and I'm going to be confrontational. It was a really nice change. And I'm so happy that my scene partner, Deb Johnson, was just so willing to be open with me and allow me to be just as open and emotional with him and just that type of connection with my scene partner is what made me feel so comfortable because with drama I find that it's also about opening yourself up in a different type of way it's more emotional and more sometimes more mental so just having that space where it was okay for me to do that was beautiful so I was thrilled and I hope to continue to be able to be given those types of dramatic roles. And you think like after the scene was over, like that guy came up to you and was like, okay, that was acting, right? You, you didn't really mean all the, those things you said to me. <laughs> True. Luckily we were friends. So that wasn't okay. something that we had to do, but no, there were times when we were rehearsing where it's like, okay, we're acting, right? Like you're okay. Like, are you okay? Like, do we have to talk but luckily it was all it was all good yeah i, I mean that's a the the thing that i even wanted to discover the most because i spoke to an actress earlier who works on uh Tyler Perry productions and mm-hmm. you talked about intimacy because that, that's an interesting subject 
that I don't know if you'll ever even explore, but uh, the thought of kind of making physical contact with another, whether that be a fight scene or or a love scene in some way, like how do you make consent or to do some way where like both people are okay and like, you know, nothing bad comes from it? Because I, I mean, I, I could see, no, maybe not. I mean, I guess when, if, someone had like a significant other knows they're an actress and actor an actor maybe they'll understand or maybe i don't like know how the whole conversation goes with every single actor and actresses who has a boyfriend or girlfriend or the significant other or whatnot and gets into a scene where they're fighting someone or or they're dating someone and then that other is watching them on the big screen where they're kissing someone is like wait a minute that kiss was right. meant for me right. what am i am i not a good kisser no. <laughs> right am i not enough i mean luckily i have i haven't experienced that yet um but i did have my first kiss on stage so that conversation was more just a, like um are you comfortable? Yes, I'm comfortable. Are you comfortable? Just more, I, I find for me, it's just making sure that the other actor is comfortable and that you're comfortable. And then I definitely warn my parents, like when I put on Rocky Horror Picture Show, it wasn't oh something. Oh boy. Yeah, like it wasn't. Oh, no, geez. I can, I can already <laughs> picture out the conversation. They, yeah, they, it's like, they... mom, I, I'm gonna, I, I have to tell you that, um, you know, I'm playing Columbia. So there is a song that I sing called Touch It, Touch It, Touch Me. So like, I just need you to be aware. And then it's like, uh, her only question is, are you comfortable? Like, are you doing anything you don't wanna do? And the answer is, of course not. You know, I'm not doing anything I don't wanna do. I'm very comfortable. The director, my scene partner, the choreographer, we all know the limitations and we've all worked to make it something everyone's comfortable with so those are the typical conversations that I have I haven't had to have the spouse conversation so I'm not sure how that goes yeah well I mean as you continue this career that I mean that's going to be really interesting or well I, I don't know however you want to go back I, I mean you're you're a very great actress from or what I've seen you, you. and I think you deserve to kind of excel at this and do you now have uh i mean you've been in a lot of different roles and it seems like the the roles that you've been in that they're very uh positive they're very inclusive or at least they, they seem to very much appreciate you hopefully you don't run into that where you feel like less than because right. that is something that is ever changing in this world i mean as you all know with everything mm-hmm yeah, I think that there are some stories that need to be told that are going to be, you know, uncomfortable. But how I look at it is these stories need to be talked about. And sometimes you do have to be the person that kind of steps into that super uncomfortable position to be the one to start the conversation. Because if we're all quiet about it, or if we all kind of look the other way and pretend it doesn't happen, then, you know, it's never going to be addressed. And sometimes you just got to push yourself to the uncomfortability, which I feel is a, a, a job description as an actor. <laughs> sometimes you just got to go for the, the goal. Well, I don't mean by exactly specific roles that have you go into topical subjects. What I mean is that 
you get into or you get hired or possibly you get hired and they decide to either return you away or put you in a, a smaller category based on uh, personal appearance. Right. And I mean, I, I've talked to actresses where that that is the thing they deal with. And or if they were to speak out about something, then, hey, you can't say it at, at this workplace. And hopefully you're not in that position where, I mean, you're, 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 uh, I wouldn't say live or what, whatever your way of being able to make a living is put at risk just because someone is uh, very discriminatory. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've only experienced it once and it was when I did Greece the second time in high school. Um, and two of the other leads would very discriminatory things like there was an incident where they put like I was the only African-American lead um at our high school and they put this like watermelon like they had we had a oh god watermelon and they like put it out and we're like we're gonna go Miko hunting and that was just like it wasn't something I had ever experienced before. It is not something I've ever experienced now. But at the time, it was just kind of like, wow, like, you know, like, this isn't something I thought I would have to deal with. And how do you, and this is high school, you know, like, so we're just putting on a, a play for fun. Like, we're doing this because we all enjoy it. So it didn't take away my joy. It didn't stop me from doing what I did. But it definitely, you know, you, you walk around kind of different. How And how long ago was high school for you? Oh, so I graduated. I mean, you look really young. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I graduated in 2016. So it's 2021. No. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, you're actually younger than because I graduated 2014. Okay. So, then, yeah, two years after you. Mm-hmm. So, I, on that on that regard, because I'll have to say that my high school was very racist uh, as well. I mean, I. I just have like random guys walk up to me to say some really dumb things. And, and I mean, mainly discriminatory towards uh, black and Asian individuals. Those would be the two that would receive the most hate. And my, but my school like had no management whatsoever. I mean, they spent millions of dollars on a football stadium that like broke down a second later. So it- oh, wow, it's <laughs> crazy. How did it break down? <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing is like my my high school or yeah, Allen High School, all they thought all they could think about is football. Football this, football that. So they a lot of their budget was on football and not about managing anything else that went on the school. And that that led to a lot of the nasty things that uh and I was exposed to even younger than that. But I I, I hope that at this time, at this age, that those schools can put things in place to not accept any of that. But right. yeah, I mean, I could see where you're coming from, even if it's two years after me, that that still could be at a time where, you know, people didn't care enough and which is sad that it took all this long, but I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that you're, you're, you continue this and you don't have to deal with that ever again. Yeah, I hope so too. I mean, they they did apologize kind of at the end, and um, I accepted it because they seemed very genuine in their apology. I think they realized that what they were doing was stupid. I think they thought it was just a joke, and they didn't understand that. No, 
I don't understand why you would have to joke like that. So they did apologize at the end. Okay. That, that was good. So, I mean, you, you already have it. What, I mean, for this year, what is probably the things that you're working on uh, to further yourself? Because outside of plays coming back, and I'm sure you got more acting or on camera acting in mind. Additionally, you have a voice demo reel. I do. Have you been involved in any uh, official voice or are these just like test reels? Uh, right now, they're just test reels. I am uh, sending them out to agencies and I'm really looking forward to that um, and making like a real demo reel for my character voices. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, I'm still in school currently, so I'm still training and auditioning for on-camera uh, work. And I'm also working on like dance practices. I don't know if you saw on my uh, profile. I'm, yeah, I saw that. So yeah. I'm still uh, practicing dance. I'm working hard. Yeah, I love you that you end that with a smile. Like you're just happy. Like I, I you're, you're just the most lively thing right now today. To just. <laughs> yeah. I think what helps is just those plants behind you. It just it's says like the trees. Ah! <laughs> the trees. Like, trees. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like like God will come down and, and said Miko is the future of plays. Or uh like, now I, I don't want to offend Christian. No, I, I'm because I'm ag- agnostic, but uh I mean I, I'm sure as some being or some person is smiling down and, and just looking at what you're doing because uh, that that's that is a you know a, a a great step forward i mean not step forward but it's a great path that you're on not just with your career but with your life Huge. and with animation kind of ramping up even more right you could probably expect that there may be more have you been trying to apply for what well, i'm probably applying is not the same or, or at least uh or auditioning that's what i would mean for animated shorts films tv shows commercials not, not yet i've been more focused on like uh the on-camera work i have a theatrical agent so i uh focus mostly on that um but at my college and I do take like voice acting lessons to really hone in on my vocal production and I also take voice lessons for singing as well so I'm really trying to work on my voice what is your goal with that for the voice acting part like what do you want to do with it like what what are what sort of companies or roles are you looking to get into? Okay, so the, the ultimate goal, which would be the voice of a Disney princess, that I would be I would be happy. If that was it, I would feel accomplished. But I would also love to do like Funimation work. I love Funimation. So working with them would be like a dream come true. Uh, or any type of like DreamWorks, any animation movie really would be the goal. But yes. The end all be all would be a Disney princess voice. So here's hoping. Well, I think Disney has somewhat moved away from Disney princess, or at least that I know of. Like their newer projects have been other things, but yeah, I mean, you never know. There's just tons of animation projects out there, whether or not they be. And I'm and I'm sure, like, I mean, you keep at it, you're gonna get to, if not Funimation, some of the other anime 
anime companies out there. I mean, uh, Netflix, Viz Media. Right. There's there there is actually more out there you can enroll for. And Funimation actually is based down here in Texas. I did know uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. So they they actually uh, run panels and go to events here in, in the anime conventions in Texas, north and south. So. That, which is another thing. You, you love going to cons. You yeah. can meet voice actors. I did, actually. Uh, I met the voice of Starfire at one convention. Hayden, I don't want to pronounce her last name incorrectly. I think, uh, yes, but I did meet her at one of the cons and absolutely loved her. Loved her. And then I go to, like, K-pop cons, so I meet a lot of, like, uh, K-poppers as well. So those are always fun to meet. Yeah, yeah. Why are you doing like stage play? You need to just do anime because that's your profile, right? You just be it. What what do they call tacos? I, I almost call them tacos because I no, sometimes get hungry for tacos. But... Tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's something that makes me happy. I want other, you know, young ladies of color. You know, I want them to know that nothing is weird. That they shouldn't yeah. feel that they like something like this. You know, I love K-pop. I love anime. It, it's not going to change. It's just kind of who I am. And yeah, that might seem a little strange looking from the outside, but I want other girls who also enjoy this stuff to know, you know, who cares if you're weird? Let's be weird. One, there's a lot of Black women who love anime. So th this is not really a weird thing, uh, no. at least even today. No, it's amazing. Yeah. So and you're amazing. So we're, we're where do people follow your work? Well, before I say that, what what is the thing that you are hoping to achieve at the end of this year? What What's your 2021 goal or goals? 2021 goal would be, I would love to be cast in a pilot. That would be the 2021 goal, be cast in a pilot. You okay. Know, I just think I'm like so ready, you know, like I'm just running towards the goal and i don't care how long it takes it can take years it can take 10 years and i will still be i'm still gonna be going i'm very excited yeah and you're gonna get that so mm -hmm. I, I just that happy smile says you're you're getting that if people won't even just listen to your voice rolls or your, your dumb reel they'll just look at you and go like all right you're hired let's get around here thank you yeah although you're letting your your stage name being Monroe, which that's the other thing is because when, when people look at your title, it's Miko Monroe. And the most popular person that people would refer to the last name Monroe would be Marilyn Monroe. Has that ever been like, it, not not even a confusion, but someone's like, oh, Miko Monroe, Marilyn Monroe. How, how's that? No, or, I would love to say, you know, they did that. Yeah. That's who the last name is based off of. I am a huge old Hollywood fan. I'm incredibly inspired by Marilyn Monroe, Rita Hayworth, uh, Grace Kelly. I just, and that's kind of what I want to bring forth when I okay. that type of old Hollywood glamour that Marilyn Monroe is so known for. And just another thing that connects me to her is even when she was acting, she was really great at comedy but she wanted to show people that she could do so much more and she didn't want to be put in this box. And I feel like sometimes a lot of people put me in a box and if they let me out, oh my God, the things I could do. So I'm paying homage to her with my name, my state name. 
And you're going to get, uh, well, hopefully Marilyn Monroe was not a racist, but I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think she was. <laughs> I don't know. Old Hollywood. I mean, that there is that. So that, that's, uh, but no, I, I, I probably not. I Miss, mean, I just enjoy talking to you. You, you just bring such a smile to my face. I'll just look at you. Uh, where do people find all your work? They can find me on Instagram at Miko Monroe. They can also find me on TikTok at Miko Monroe. And find me on my website, which is MikoMonroe.com. I will say it's really fun. Okay, well, you know, I, I've been on TikTok maybe long enough to see its uh, ugly side, so I'm hoping you don't get there. But, uh, you, you know, keep that smile up. And, and if some some random person on the internet calls you the N-word, just know that they don't know what the heck they're talking about. Right. Uh, but this will be on Pond Express, which is available on all podcasts and platforms of your choice, Spotify, Anchor, I mean, everything you can think of we're on there facebook.com slash pondspress instagram slash pondspress and my twitter tspawn64 i also put video clips on insta reels and tiktok uh, under pondspress and I also post a discord community we do movie nights and other fun stuff but uh yes i i will definitely look out for all the amazing stuff that you do going forward because i don't treat this as a goodbye i treat this as a all right. I want to see what more you can do. So talk to you later. Much love. Yes. It was fun talking to you. Thank yeah. you.